Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Thank you. This is from the Times, from the New York Times, from The Ethicist. Uh Uh-huh. And it's signed RK in New York. And again, this person means New York, New York. New York, New York. Okay. Got it. Okay. I stopped patronizing a mail order company when it began including editorial content about Jesus in its catalog, finding that inappropriate. I now plan to visit a camera store owned and staffed by Orthodox Jews. Although I am an observant Jew, I do not regularly wear a yarmulke, but I'm considering doing so in the hope of preferential treatment, maybe even a discount? Hypocritical? Question mark. Ethical? Question mark. Signed, RK in New York, New York. Oh, my God. Okay, Hypocritical? Great. Question mark? Ethical? Ethical? I like the ethicist. I like that anything yeah, I like that. can be a question of ethics. Yeah, I do like that, too. Well, that's true about every advice call. Like, it's like, is this, it's sort of am I the asshole without the crude, like, yes. less crude am I the asshole. Was this good? Is this bad? What would you, okay, here's another way to frame it for this person. Yeah. How would you feel if the folks who um, operate this camera store mm-hmm. found out that you don't normally regularly wear, wear a yarmulke? <laughs> like, would that embarrass you or would they, or, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just, just flip it. Like, because I think anything that you're embarrassed if the truth came out, don't do it. Mm, that's a, that's because, great advice across the right? board. I like that. Often the truth's going to come out. Right. So Yeah. You're going to see one of these workers on the street. Totally. Are you going to have a backup yarmulke with you at all times? Right. Exactly. How are you going to cover your tracks? Like, how far are you willing to go? (laughs) Right. Are you willing to Photoshop every picture of you in your social media to have a little kippa, a little yarmulke on in every Mm -hmm. shot? Mm -hmm. Every shot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. And if if the answer is yes, like, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. If this is a journey you're willing to take for yourself, can't wait to see the photos. I mean, it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. It really does. I would share this story with this person, which is I know that they're talking about B&H. Like, I know what Photoshop you're talking about. You know which one? Yeah. Well, there are two Hasidic Jewish owned or I guess staffed by Orthodox Jews or Hasidic owned uh, camera stores in uh, New York. New York, uh-huh. and they are uh-huh. Adorama and B&H, but B&H is by far the largest of them. I am going to say you're talking about B&H. Here's a tale that I would sh- share with RK. I was at B&H. I am a Jew. I'm a uh-huh. woman. I don't uh-huh. wear a yarmulke. I do not yeah. dress in a manner that would uh, signal that I'm necessarily uh-huh. Jewish. And I was chatting with one of the employees, with one of the Orthodox Jews that worked there, who saw my thumbs. I have brachydactyly type D. I have toe thumbs, guys. Yes. <laughs> he also had toe thumbs. He said, you Jewish? I said, I am Jewish. Then he said, those thumbs mean we are descendants of royalty. So I have just met my royal Jewish brethren. And I'm like, oh, Oh my goodness. Yeah, Shmule, is it you? 
Is and I didn't get any special deal. <laughs> oh, then it's not worth it. Then, yeah. So you're here to say to RK, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's fine. It's not. It's not worth it. So I have another Dear Mary from The Spectator. The gift that keeps on giving from Ollie. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Name and address have been withheld. I have just been out to my first lunch in months. Ten of us sat around a table in a beautiful garden with wonderful food and good company. My problem was that I couldn't fully enjoy the occasion because I felt self-conscious. I could think of nothing to say to either of the first-rate men who flanked me. First-rate. No swanks, but I used to be... No swanks? We'll get back to that later. Sorry. Okay. No swanks, but I used to be considered good company. And during this lunch, it dawned on me that I've become incredibly boring, possibly because I haven't done anything or seen anyone for so long. Mary, I can only hope that it will become easier once I start to see a few more people and have something to talk about. But how should I get through such lunches in the meantime? They are so ashamed they have withheld their name and address. Oh, my God. They are uh, so, so ashamed. I can I touch on the few questions that I had while reading. Yeah, this? let's go back to this and clarify. Can I? What is no swanks? Mean? I think what it means is I'm not trying to brag, but I used to be considered good company. Humble brag. Yeah, like not to brag, but I'm gonna brag. I think that's what it means. And then my other thing is, what do you think is a first-rate man? Who flanked her. That sounds so fucking British to me. Like, I've been watching a lot of The Crown recently. Okay, yeah. We're catching up with life, and I'm just like, yeah, first rate men. <laughs> yeah, totally. I what, mean, is a, what does it mean to be first rate? It's a good one? I think it means that he's a good chap. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, it's two of them. Good chaps. Good chaps. I think that they, yeah, they've sort of, they've been quote unquote brought up well. <laughs> Okay. They're quote unquote educated. Like, yeah, it's the gross stuff. It's the gross British class signaling stuff. Oh, okay. First rate, you know? Um, Okay. Yeah. And also I found this definition of swank to show off swagger, also boast. Okay. Humble brag. Humble brag. So not to brag, but I'm here to brag. Okay. So I, I, the social anxiety is pretty high at the moment. Um, Well, 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 hold up. No swanks, but they used to be considered good company. I mean, who says? Like, according to whom? (laughs) Okay, well, that's what I'm saying is sort of like you used to feel comfortable in company. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. think what you mean, like, I think what you mean is like you used to leave lunches like this and feel like I didn't do half bad. You know, I think all that's happening is like, th- this is why I say I think it's social anxiety, because I think you yeah. probably weren't any different than you were before. It's just that now your brain is filled with thoughts of like, how can I know what anybody means? I mm-hmm. don't know what people think of me. And like, I think that um, I do think that isolation contributes to having those thoughts, you know, like mm-hmm. I think we have those thoughts more the more we're isolated. Yeah. Um, you might just be getting to know what social anxiety is for the first time. And for that, I'm sorry, but also welcome to everybody else. Like mm-hmm. most people leave things and feel this way from time to time. Yeah. I also don't want to brush aside the fact that like that quarantine has made us all Been more boring. boring. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I I really was picking on name and address withheld there a little bit. But I have no doubt that you are a fucking snooze right now. Oh, for sure. Don't worry. Me too. Yeah. I've been watching The Crown and doing puzzles. Yeah. I have nothing to say to you. A snooze. The best thing that you can do, 
I think, during this time. Yeah. Is to hang out with people, only people that you know have consumed the same media as you. If you don't have a television show to talk about, you might as well just grab those little tea sandwiches and leave. The other thing that you can do, and I've I've seen this be successful, is like, don't hang out with people when there's no activity. Like, mm. either get together to play a game or to do a weird thing or to, like... Like, we went golfing for Matt's birthday and our friends brought scratch-offs for every every hole. So as oh, we wow. waited for the people in front What'd of us... What'd you win? Uh, we won $13, I think. But, but I think they had spent, like, 60 or something. Oh. I mean, because there were four of us and we did, did them, pay them online that? holes. Did you give them the $13? No, no, they were... Oh, no, I think Matt took it... <laughs> Because it was his birthday present. Yeah, yeah. You, this is your first time out in months and you got together with 10 people. Like, I Yikes. don't want to judge. But. but I'm about to judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go. I don't want to have a lot of judgment because I don't know your situation. But I promise you that 10 people sounds like a lot of people. too many people. Too many people at this, too in this day and age. many people. Yeah. Too first, if you're able, listen, actually, I think this this is how <laughs> this is how you know you're around too many people. If you are around not one, but, but two, two first-rate men, <laughs> that is way too much COVID exposure. Yeah, because way too much. other people also want to be flanked by those people. Like, right, those people have flanked other people recently. Yeah. 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 Think yeah. about exposure. Woof. Yeah. First rate men. Don't do it. Don't don't eat lunch right now. Okay, we received a write-in. I would like to read it to you. It's signed registered new money. Okay. I'm a 33-year-old sensitive person who's being told by all the people around me that I'm irresponsible, quote irresponsible when it comes to money. My partner and I are currently in a feud about this. Feud. I'm upstairs. Yes, I'm upstairs seething. He's downstairs sighing very loudly. That is the sign of a good feud. <laughs> that's a good feud. That's a good that's a good one. Yeah. That's good. Basically what happened is this. He's been paying for my rent for the past three years because mm-hmm. I've been in nursing school. Now I'm making some money and we're going splitsville on our finances. Okay. So already our finances are kind of fucked because he's been paying for all my shit until recently. Mm-hmm. I came to find out recently that the IRA account my dad and I opened when I was 18 is doing pretty well. Congrats. I cash. Yeah, right on. You know? <laughs> yeah, Way yeah. to go. I casually mentioned this to my partner and he's mad that I didn't say anything sooner. Now we fight. I'm apparently bad at money, which is a message I've received my whole life. Thanks, mom. Is it bad that instead of taking some ownership over this, I'm blaming capitalism? Signed, registered new money. As in RN. As in nurse. <laughs> for those who don't i didn't weren't i didn't get it but okay now i go. get it and now yeah. i'm laughing registered nurse registered new money yeah i think that it's always appropriate to blame capitalism yes always appropriate to blame capitalism i love that your question took this direction but it's also possible you're bad you're terrible with money it's possible <laughs> it's possible yeah two it's, things can can be mm, true at mm, the same mm-hmm. time yeah different uh, contributing factors can compound you know yeah yeah um, yeah. yeah so i am not in a like partnership with somebody yeah. um with whom i share finances with and yeah. this so these kind of questions make my head spin yeah 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 it's but just but steph do okay. you have some thoughts well this is okay this is the other thing 
Uh, you have to negotiate constantly, always, over and over again mm-hmm. when you decide to partner with someone and okay. combine, like, live in a household to, in, together. It sounds like your partner is really wanting to feel as though, like, the finances are 100% shared. Like, you're a team. Okay. And, like, the resources are, like, all together. Because, like, someone who didn't have that attitude wouldn't have paid for your rent for three years while you went to nursing school. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a person who's, like, what's yours is mine. What's mine is yours. Like, you're going to school. I'm paying rent. Like, we are a a unit. And so I think it can be really offensive to people who see households as like a financial unit when they feel like they're being they're like oh you're you're keeping some of this to yourself or you don't think of this as a unit that's like Mm. really disruptive so in my relationship matt thinks of finances as we're a household unit and all the finances are shared and i think of money as uh i'm not sure i mean part of this is like a little bit my decision or a little bit your decision because like it's like Mm -hmm. we came into the relationship with such different standings sure. like, that yep. it's really hard for me. Different to financial standings or yes. different. Got yeah. it. Okay. So Matt came into the relationship with about as much savings as I came in with student loan debt. Mm-hmm. And then, but then the inverse was that when we first got together, I was making considerably more money. Sure. So like everything just seemed so weird and like decisions about whether to use like his savings to pay off my debt mm. just like really freaked me out. And right. like, right. I, you know, we, we, okay, listen, I would just call Suze Orman or read a Suze Orman book because <laughs> that's what I did. I just, uh, I just like found some advice from Suze Orman, which was like, listen, if you're one of those people who just like it freaks you out to like make it a unit, here's what you do. You just put a percent of each of your incomes into a shared bank account and you pay for shared expenses from that shared bank account. So it's most of your income gets combined, but there's like this little percentage you keep to yourself in a bank account that they can never see that you never have to ask them if you can spend money on stuff from that account. Right, 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 right. And it's really great. But in the case of this IRA, wow, this is Mm. a long-winded answer. No, no, this is great. Who needs to read a Suze Orban book? Oh, when just you have call staff? me. Call yeah. me. Just so call the, uh, another queer person with weird hair. Yeah, Steph's got I, you. I'm a queer <laughs> person with weird blonde hair. Um, I can help you. The IRA account is sort of irrelevant to the rent thing. Like mm-hmm. the the point of the IRA account, it's about your long term future. Like there wasn't when he was paying your rent, there was no reason to bring up the IRA. Like, you shouldn't cash out your IRA. That'd be right. stupid. Right, right, right. Like, I think so, this boyfriend is just feeling... Uh, don't leave me out, you know? Yeah, He's just feeling yep, like, yep. don't leave me out. So you, like, kind of casually mentioned it. Probably maybe you said it in a way that kind of made it seem like, well, it's mine. It's not yours. And that probably confused him. And so he probably felt a little bit threatened. And, like, I I get, this, I get the feeling that people who think of finances as, like, the household unit, everything's together do kind of read those things about money as like a desire to 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 that you're not as committed. Mm. Relationship to money is like your relationship to another person. It's like yep. nuanced. It's it's a weird Yeah, thing. well I think so I think part part of like a little bit here. This is something you've never historically felt good at. It yeah. may have historically been something you don't care a huge amount about not not in a way that you like to insinuate you had so much money that you didn't have to care uh but just that like the whatever being organized with your money wasn't something that was a high priority for you and that uh and that that when somebody else yeah that that somebody else is now making you feel 
I don't know, le- insecure. Like lesser well, than because of it? Yeah, or insecure because well, of it. Well, this is the reason maybe you've been kind of keeping it to yourself is because you have like historical insecurities around it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yep. like, well, why would I bring this up? This isn't like, I don't feel comfortable in these waters, you know, yep. so I don't spend a lot of time in them. Well, yes. the truth, the, the sad thing is like, you're going to have to spend a little more time in them. And I think just the more you talk to your partner about these things, the more you'll learn about each other. These are things that you've never had to find out about yourself before. Mm-hmm. You've never had to put names to these things that you've yep. believed or felt or thought about money. Neither has your partner possibly. So you're all just learning. Like you're like, you're like just, it's like you've just like found a like pirate ship at the bottom of an ocean <laughs> and you're just going to have to like explore it with your snorkel on, like mm-hmm. with your scuba gear. Like yeah. you're just going to have to put on your scuba gear and just be like, this is going to be really uncomfortable. I might have to come up for air a few times, but like there's nothing to do except just like poke around. Yeah. I think that's a great answer. Man, this sucks. And uh, if you make it through this, I think you'll be able to make it through a lot of stuff because this is, again, one of those ones you have to just do again and again all the time throughout your life as circumstances change. So, Oh, my God. Thank you. I've just I've thought I've thought a lot about this one. a dear prudence one that I just like couldn't deal with. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last week during a Zoom happy hour, one of my friends, Lenora, in quotation marks, jokingly mentioned that she was tempted to fake an orgasm during lackluster sex. My other friend, quote unquote, Patty, was horrified that Lenora would even consider faking an orgasm. She said that faking an orgasm is lying and implied that lying to your partner about sex was basically abuse. Whoa, zero to 60. I know. This is why I can't, I can't deal. Prudence. I fake a lot of orgasms and have done so for years. I can't orgasm with a new partner until I feel completely comfortable. Mm -hmm. And because of my trauma history, this can take around a year, sometimes even longer. My strategy has been to fake orgasms with my new partner until I feel comfortable, at which point I have orgasms for real. I found this is easier than constantly reassuring new partners that my lack of orgasm doesn't mean I'm not enjoying sex. I am. And also puts a stop to people thinking they're secretly skilled enough to make me orgasm right away this has worked very well for me in the past while I realize faking an orgasm is technically a lie I've always thought of it as a harmless lie in a benign gray area I was shocked to hear Patty put faking it in the same category as abuse aside from this letter I've never told anyone that I fake it and I feel confident my partners never know have I been deluding myself to think this is okay do I need to have some sort of sexual reckoning and come clean to future partners? It's not signed anything. Anonymous. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, I, mean, I was is... I was like, stop it. I was so like outraged during yeah. this entire reading. Yeah. I mean, what's the friend who freaked out can fuck right off. During I mean, a Zoom happy hour. Yeah, during a Zoom happy hour. Well, okay, so we're all a couple cocktails deep. We're all a little bit uninhibited and our and our opinions are flying in our around own the room. Homes. In our own homes, yes. So we're just like <laughs> so fucking ready to just let the opinions rip. So yeah. I see how this happened, but yeah. also they can just go ahead and fuck right off. I mean, yep. this is such a 
this is such a hard thing that your own trauma is a really hard thing to navigate in a new relationship because yeah. it's not that your partner won't understand, but it's not a great look early in the relationship. Um, and you like, honestly don't have to like you sort of confronting your trauma and working it out and re-explaining it every single time with every person you date, just in case they might be the one is not something you're required to do. No, it um, is not. Patty can fuck right off. Yeah. Patty can fuck right off. So I am presuming that this is written by a uh, hetero woman, but that may Mm -hmm. be totally unfair. But with that presumption, I think that something this brings to mind is like how unfortunate it is that we've sort of like structured sex around orgasms and like how then uncomfortable it can be if you're not somebody who can orgasm or easily orgasms this sort of stuff and and the idea that we have like taught men to um to like see themselves as successful with a partner if they can make their partner orgasm like that idea right there can just fuck right right off yeah i've never been so outraged before than listening to a couple dudes say that they wouldn't uh date a woman unless they could make her come I'm like, it's not about you. It's, it's not, not about all you. about you. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, good for them because, like, you don't want to date them anyway. So you right, know what right, I mean? Right. Like, sure, it's sort sure, of like, really this is mutually exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so good. Uh, yeah, just this sort of behavior that this elicits in men where they're just sort they sort of won't give up no matter how unsexy it is if you do kind of like come clean with them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and you're just like, God, I am exhausted and I don't require this from you. Please stop trying to like. Right. You know, come in on your on your high horse and like <laughs> win the day with yeah. with making me con- like I couldn't right. fucking care less. Right. Um, it's ugh, this everything about heterosexual sex sucks, but this one is like the uh, this is a big reason why it sucks. Yeah, oh. it's not a safe place for <laughs> for non men. Um, oh, it's not a good construct for the rest of us. Oh, I love that. Not a safe, not a safe space. It's not yeah. a safe space, which yeah. is why this person is going to keep them, their trauma to themselves until they're ready to deal with it, you know, until yeah. they're ready to bring that other person into that circle of trust, which yep. takes as long as it takes. So yep. fuck off, Patty. I will say, I, I don't know what writer has or hasn't, you know, tried or, um, experimented with saying to potential partners Mm -hmm. um and and as you said they they do not owe partners anything as far as divulging their past um but i i will say sometimes there may be some people where you don't have to divulge your whole past but where you can with some partners you can say like oh no you're not gonna make me come like, this isn't a problem. Yeah, and we're going to just enjoy this like a right. very expensive bottle of wine. It is still going to be extremely fun. Um, I also, when reading this, was thinking about thinking about the, uh, like, truism that we love talking about here in the States, fake it till you make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, that does apply here. Just putting that out there. You know, <laughs> if that's useful to you, if that, that if if in any way your faking of this orgasm is enabling you to have an orgasm in the future, then you're I really applaud your leaning into fake it till you make it, fake right it on. till you make it, fake it till you make it. Just I've got one for you. 
fantastic. Where is it from? It is from Dear Mary. Uh, I think you're going to like it. I hope you like it. Okay. Is there a tactful way to wind up a Zoom call when one of you has more time on their hands than the other? A friend living alone in London Zooms me on a regular basis. He's a, he is immensely good value. And as a successful stage actor is clearly missing the audience he would have were not for lockdown. True. Much as I would love to be entertained by him for lengthy periods, I need to get things done while the children are at school. How can I halt this flow without wounding his ego? Signed, MN in Tetbury. Well, <laughs> um, as a successful stage actor myself, who is yeah. also clearly missing the audience that I would have were it not for lockdown, uh-huh. let me tell you how not to end Uh-oh. the conversation. Oh, God. Okay. My, 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 my greatest pet peeve in life is when I'm on the phone with somebody and they say, all right, well, I'll let you go. I'll let you go now. Okay. Oh, I'll let you go. Yeah. And I, no. and my feeling is, no, no, no. I have nowhere to go. Don't yeah. you dare. Don't you dare. I'll let <laughs> you go. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'll let you go. Couldn't it agree is more. so rude. Just say that you need to go. If you have things to get done, yes, just say you- the thing. Like, oh, I have to go do these errands or, oh, I, ha- I, I need to do this before so-and-so gets home from school. Yeah. So if easy. your friend cannot respect your time yeah then you know that's a thing to work on with your friend yeah. like we oh my god <laughs> also you know what's harder than this is when you're the one that wants to wind up the zoom call but you have nothing to do mm. right like when you're like i i have nothing to do i just want to stop talking to you oh you can so, lie yeah i'm just saying like the, the problem <laughs> you're having isn't the difficult problem like the difficult yeah. problem is when you're like fuck like what am i gonna say then you spend the last five minutes of the conversation not listening to them but thinking what are some yeah. good lies i can make up to get yeah. the fuck out of this conversation that Save i love you but lies. i'm done with you know what you can do is my friend does basically is just like he already knows that he can only be on a zoom for an hour so mm-hmm. as the hour approaches he just says well this has been fun and you just sort of know about him that he's gonna end the call yeah. And Does he fine. tell you He's at the beginning that he only has an hour? Well, so he did that, you know, in March once. And yep. we were like, okay, I guess is done. And then the next time he did it again. And then we were like, oh, we all get it now. Just doesn't want to be on Zoom for more than 45 minutes. So okay, got if it, we're got on it. a Zoom with it's not going to be longer than 45 minutes. And I love and respect that. I like that sent the message slowly yeah. by showing you that they He's are done. not available yeah. for more than 45 minutes yeah. but another way to show somebody that you're not available for more than 45 minutes is to say i have to leave it's been 45 minutes yeah right another question so it sounds like he has to halt the flow so what i'm picturing is actually this mm. actor is on like a stream of consciousness performance mm. and is non-stop talking and there's no breaks yeah so what is your suggestion for breaking up a long story that someone's like just not oh you not just yell it? over them from from one you know <laughs> over performer yeah. to another <laughs> I think it's totally fine. Anybody that can be that entrenched in their own, you know, bigness and storytelling is... Their ego is impenetrable. Impenetrable. Steph? Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to let you go. (laughs) Uh... 
uh, fuck off. No, I don't think. No, you can't do that. I'm going to let you go. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> hey, friends, you can find us online at dearsoandso.pizza. Submit some questions. Listen to old episodes. You can find us on Instagram at Dear So and So Podcast, and you can give us a call. That's right, we have a voicemail. Our number is Dad Dog Five Zero Seven Eight. Dad Dog Five Zero Seven Eight. Alyssa, you learned it. Thank you. <laughs> I just called it so many times. All of those voicemails of just yeah, the, like you know how you have seventeen voicemails no. of just deep breathing. Uh-huh. It's me. Oh, I didn't know I had 17 voicemails of just you breathing. I'm going to have to look at that when we hang up. Our music is by Busy Hemp Hill. And as always, and including this time, yeah. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. I'm still Steph Carp. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.